Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of Down Talk. If this is your first time here, I'm your host Nishavitha and every Sunday we talk about anything that comes around self-love, self-development, self-growth and sometimes it's just rants or something that's been on my mind. This is the second part to the two-part series. Last week we talked about motivation, burnouts, and spiraling and this week we're going to be talking about goal planning and so if you haven't listened to the first part yet make sure you do so and let's get into today's episode. I think that a lot of people assume that you should only come up with new goals to get into your life on New Year's and that New Year's resolution, if once broken, cannot be fixed again. I'm someone that doesn't believe in New Year's resolution. I don't think that you need to wait for the start of a whole new year just so you could be a little different. I know that a lot of the changes that I've implemented into my life are things that I've done in the middle of a year or at random times, I can't even remember, but I've never waited for New Year's, mainly because I don't think that New Year's resolution actually works. Putting in 10 different new habits into your life on one day is something that you just can't do. You can't just try to change your life in a day. You can just bring in 20 or like 10 new lifestyle habits, you know, waking up early, going to the gym, making your bed, eating healthy, staying off your phone. If you haven't done any of this, you can just expect to wake up one day and do all of these. Maybe you can do it for a day. Maybe you can do it for a week and then you're just tired. You're not used to any of this and you're just like, okay, this doesn't make sense. And a lot of the people just fall back into their old habits. And that's because none of this used to be what your life used to be before. And so all of these are conscious decisions that you have to come up with. You know, the moment you wake up, you have to be like, oh, I have to make my bed. Oh, I have to um, drink lemon water or whatever it is. It's these habits should come secondhand to you. And the only way that these things come secondhand to you is if you've been doing these for at least 21 days. And so you can just expect to put in 10 different habits, each taking 21 days into your day, into your life all of a sudden on a single day and that's why I didn't want to add 2023 into the title of this episode because if you're going to implement new changes, if you're going to set goals, do them now, do them anytime, you don't need to wait for new years and if you do slip up, it's perfectly fine, it doesn't mean that you messed up your new year's resolution that you have to wait another year for it none of that's true you can literally start right now you can start in feb march april whenever next year it doesn't really matter when you start what matters is that you stick with your goals and they become a part of your day-to-day life and it turns into your lifestyle So the first goal setting method that I'm going to be talking about is a vision board. I'm pretty sure a lot of you have heard of this before. Maybe you've even had your own, maybe you've made your own in the past. But for those of you who've never heard of this before, a vision board is a collage of different pictures and these pictures are very specific. Each of them is something that you would like to bring into your life. For example, last year, my vision board had a picture of 
a specific hotel window which looked onto a lot of skyscrapers and I did end up staying in a hotel in June this year where the window looked onto five to six different skyscrapers. We're going to be talking about that a little further on but that was just an example of what goes into your vision board. It's something that you would like to see happen in your life that year and also for those of you who have made vision boards in the past and most of those things haven't come to life yet or those things haven't been in your life yet the thing with vision boards is that there has to be certain pictures that you would like to see in your life within a year and then there are pictures of things that you would like to see in your future I'm not saying that these have to be realistic because I know that mine isn't entirely realistic to somebody else, but of course they're realistic to me. But um, something that I would like to have in my future, by something I don't literally mean an object, I would love to have my very own Australian Shepherd. I've wanted to have a dog ever since I knew what a dog was. Definitely a goal that I have for myself. And I know that it might not happen in a year because I'll be moving around and I'll be settling in. But I do see myself getting an Australian Shepherd within two or three years. And so it's just a reminder of what you would like to have in your life or how you see yourself live within two years or three years. And so you can set this collage as your wallpaper, your phone wallpaper, your home screen, or your laptop wallpaper. I have mine set as my laptop wallpaper. A lot of people also have a physical copy of their vision board hung on their walls, so if that's something that you're into, go ahead and do that. But the most important thing about vision boards is that every single picture has to be specific. If you want to get a house, you have to find a picture of a house or come up with a picture of a house that you would like, not just a random picture of a house. It has to have the same wallpaper or the same wall color and the same aesthetic as you imagine your house to be. I remember making a mistake with that. I remember that earlier this year I made a vision board and I put a picture of Another hotel room, this one's different from the previous one, because this year my goal was to travel a lot, which I did end up doing, but I didn't specify where I wanted this to be. It was just a random picture of a hotel room. It did happen, and I did go to a place that I enjoyed myself a lot in. I did end up putting that picture into my vision board. It did come true. But the place that I intended it to be was different from the place that I ended up going to. And so, even though it's different, I got what I asked for. I got what I put onto the vision board. If you want something, be very, very specific about it. Put up the exact picture of what you would like to see in your life. The exact picture of a house, the exact picture of a car, the exact model and the exact color of the car. Because... It comes down to those very tiny details and so make sure whatever you have on the board is exactly what you have in mind. Now let's talk about how vision boards actually work. If, you're, if you've never done this before, you're probably like, okay, so I make a collage of all the pictures um, of all the things that I see in my life within a year and then what? How does this work? So basically... The reason that I said you set this as your wallpaper or as your home screen 
or have a physical version of it in your room is because you see this every single day. So you see these pictures every single day and then you visualize what you see in your life and the power of visualization is so, so, so strong. Even if you don't believe in that, you're seeing pictures every single day and so whenever you go out, you're looking for these opportunities. When you're going out, you're like, okay, I know what my house looks like. You're reminded of yourself, of the house that you see yourself living in every single day when you look at your home screen, every single time you open your laptop. And so when you're out, when you're out there living, you see a house and you're always looking out for a house that looks like the one that you imagine yourself living in or that exact picture that you have on your home screen. You're constantly looking out for opportunities that look exactly like the one you manifested and that's why you attract what you put onto the vision board. You keep looking out for the opportunities that look exactly like how you visualized it to be every single day and so at some point you are going to end up with it. I had a specific picture of a flower shop. I love flowers and it was sort of my goal to go into different flower shops, look at different flowers, get new flowers and I ended up going to so many flower shops this year. I ended up getting so many bouquets this year. And it's not because it just fell from somewhere. It was because every time I traveled, I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, there are flowers in this wallpaper. I want to get those flowers. And I ended up spotting so many of them. Those flower shops would have been there before, but I would have never noticed them. It's kind of like when you're very close to someone and you're constantly thinking of them, you start to see signboards with their name on it. You start to get reminded of them with every single little thing that you do in a day. And that's how a vision board works. When you see those flowers on your home screen, you're constantly thinking about flowers and you start to spot those flower shops wherever you go and you end up getting what you want. And that's basically how vision boards work. There is a degree of visualization and manifestation but if you're not someone that believes in those things it's as simple as noticing something more often because you're reminded of it a little tip here if you're looking for pictures to put onto your vision board you could go on to google but i would suggest going on to pinterest because pinterest has um, specific aesthetics and you might be able to find the exact aesthetic that you're looking for. I made my vision board out of the pictures that I got from Pinterest last year. Also, I will be making another vision board for 2023 and so I'll be making a TikTok on that. Make sure you stay in touch with that. I am linking Down Talk Socials below in the show notes. The second form of setting your goals is to write them down in the present tense. If you know what manifestation is, you know I'm talking about it right now. We will be talking about how it works in a future episode, which will be coming out soon. But anyways, taking that house example again, you write something like, I am living in X place and I bought this house for dash amount of money and I am feeling so and so because something that a lot of people miss out on when writing their manifestations is talking about how it makes them feel. One thing that the human body is very good at is connecting emotions to memories. If you think about it, a lot of the things that you remember from the past when you were very young are things are from moments that you felt 
a lot. And so when you associate how you're feeling to what you see yourself living in the future, it brings it to fruition. And so when you write, I'm living in so-and-so house, which I bought, which is located in so-and-so place, and I feel um, very safe. I feel like this house is very spacious and I have a lot of room to do so-and-so. It just brings in more details and it brings in exactly how you feel in those moments. So make sure you go into exact details with the exact month and week and year that you're getting this house with that example. Again, I'm not getting into too many details in this episode because manifestation is a whole thing on its own. So I will be talking about that in a future episode. But if you're going to manifest something, write down everything in the present with specific details and of how all those things make you feel. So it's like you already have it and you're feeling so-and-so emotions because you already have these things. The third thing that I want to talk about are New Year's resolutions. I did mention in the start of the episode that I'm not someone that believes in these things. But anyways, if you're still setting goals for yourself, just remember that these aren't goals that are too hard. I'm not sure where I read this, but I think it was in Atomic Habits. It's been a while, but I do remember reading something along the lines of setting optimal goals. Ones that aren't too hard but ones that aren't too easy either. It's like you're pushing yourself just slightly out of your comfort zone, but you're not jumping out of it. So you don't feel too uncomfortable that you go right back into your comfort zone. And you're just slightly getting out of your usual area of work. You're just slightly getting out of it. You're just, it's a little hard. So it's making you think it's a little challenge, but it doesn't feel impossible. And by this, I don't mean that you have to set goals that are super, super realistic and logical. But what I mean is if your end goal, quote unquote end, um, is to live in a specific place, if that's your goal, then you're going to have to write down exactly how you're going to get there. For example, you're going to start your own side hustle in what year? How are you going to start that side hustle? And where do you see your side hustle go in so-and-so years? That's breaking it down into separate steps. But if you just briefly write, I'm going to start a side hustle without knowing how to start one, how to write a business plan, how to make the time for it, that goal that you set for yourself to, you know, live in that specific place within so-and-so years is just going to be a dream. It's just going to be a goal it's not going to be something that you might possibly even achieve unless you write down how you're going to get there specifically and each of those goals have to be something that you can accomplish within that year if it's going to be starting a side hustle then you could start by picking up on business skills this year along with writing a business plan i don't mean that you can't start a side hustle this year i genuinely believe that if you're willing to put in the time and effort into something you can accomplish it no matter how much time you give yourself but when you're doing something your entire focus has to be put into it so if you're going to start that side hustle you're putting in the time and effort to pick up new business skills to analyze statistics and to um write a solid business plan 
that can be brought to fruition and you are working with the right people who are giving you the right advice, the right accountant, the right lawyer. When you're writing a goal, make sure that you're super, super specific about it and how you're going to accomplish every single one of those goals. Breaking it down into the month and the year is a great way to go about it. So this week, you see yourself doing so-and-so things. So in a month, you'll be done with Y amount of things. And in six months, you will have accomplished one part of that goal. And that way, you're not completely pushing yourself out of your comfort zone by writing, okay, I'm going to start a side hustle this month and I'm going to work eight hours a day. If you've never worked eight hours a day, if you don't even have eight hours a day of time in a day, or even if you do and you've never sat down and worked for three or four hours in a stretch, saying you're going to work eight hours a day is going to be a little out there. It's going to be far-fetched for you and you're going to convince yourself that this goal isn't possible and that you can't achieve this and you're going to stop trying. And so that's why setting small achievable goals in the short run but high goals in the long run is a great way to see yourself where you want to be in a year or two. If you're looking for areas to set goals in your life, some things to get you started are relationships. If you want to spend more time with your family, then that's an area of your life that you could set a goal in. So you write down how many hours a week you want with your family and how you're going to plan out the rest of your week around it. Relationships look different to different people. For example, if you would like to spend three hours with your family in a week, then write down how you're going to add up that time. Would you like to split it up into all of those days in the week? Or if it's just going to be the weekends? And is it going to be a phone call that you're going to make? How are you going to fit that phone call into your daily schedule? What time? If there's a time difference, how are you going to make that happen? And so really get into the details of every single day because these are short-term goals or goals that come into your day all the time. A second area of your life to set goals in is health and fitness and this is a very common area, also a very popular area of your life to set goals in. I've talked about this many times on my podcast but if you're going to start working out this year as in 2023, write down how you're going to spend your week. Are you going to visit the gym four times a week or five times a week? Which days are your rest days? How are you going and how you're going to make the time for it? Is it going to be in the mornings? Is it going to be in the evenings? And get into the details very, very specifically. Keep saying that, but it's so, so important because if you write down vague goals, if you're just going to write down, I'm going to work out this year, I'm going to work out this month, That's all it means. You're not writing down how many times you're going to work out at the gym because just saying you're going to work out sounds like you're only working out once. You're just visiting the gym once. But getting into the details is so important for you to bring it into fruition, to bring it into your life, to make it a part of your life. So writing down how many times a week are you going to go, what days are your rest days, and on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And another very important part of going to the gym is writing down your workout routine 
what days are you going to work on your upper body what days are you going to work on your lower body how many times a week are you going to do your cardio those are very important parts of fitness i am going to be dropping a new fitness episode soon so we will get into those exact details. I keep saying this because all of these things require a lot of time and dedication put towards that aspect of your life. But if you haven't listened to my previous episode on consistent workout routines, make sure you do so because we do talk about starting a fitness journey and how to stay consistent with it. That's all I'm going to talk about fitness in this episode. Moving on to the third area of your life that you can set goals in. Your career and your school is another place to start with setting goals in. So for example, if you have a new semester starting soon, one way to write down your goals for school is to write down how many hours a day are you going to put towards your schoolwork? If you're starting to put two hours a day towards schoolwork every single day, don't write down eight hours. This was what I meant by unrealistic goals. Um, do not write down, I'm going to put in eight hours of studying into a day. I'm sure most people wouldn't do that because eight hours is a lot, but it was just an example. If you've never put in more than three hours writing down five or eight hours a day is a little bit of a stretch because it is practically jumping out of your comfort zone and so it is going to be a little too hard and you might stop before you even get there. The last three examples of areas to set goals in your life are very popular areas but something that's uncommon is emotional intelligence and this is just an example but this was the area of my life that I set goals in in the previous year. I did not want to react to what people said all the time the way you set goals for yourself in this area in an area of your life that you can't exactly write down is for me what i did was i wrote down by the end of the year i did not want to show too much of a reaction to what others say i think i've sort of gotten there and the way i did that was every time someone said something i told myself that i should not react and i told myself if this is something that still bothers me 24 hours from now, I will say something about it. If I get into an argument with one of my friends or my family members, I am not going to instantly react and show my anger. I'm going to think about it for a day. If it still bothers me, I will bring it up. This doesn't mean that you don't bring up issues, but um, if you don't want to react to something that people constantly say, ask yourself if what they say matters to you because you might just be reacting out of irritation but if you ask yourself why you're reacting to something you might actually understand why it bothers you because if it's something that isn't deeply rooted if you're just reacting because it's always been your secondhand response to something stopping that will be a whole lot easier than when it's something that's deeply rooted to your past and so if you're just reacting because they're saying something and if you just want to talk back and win an argument you just have to tell yourself that it doesn't matter winning this argument isn't going to benefit you in any way and talking back to them only means that they're going to continue talking back which is a waste of your time remind yourself that you are bigger than whatever reaction they bring out of you Tell yourself that you don't need to react to this because it isn't going to serve you in any way. And ask yourself if this reaction is valid. If 
this reaction is in any way going to bring anything to your life except for a bad mood and possibly a bad day. And every time someone tells you something, rethink it again. Think if this is actually worth responding to. If it doesn't matter, don't respond. If you don't care, don't respond. When you stop caring about such things, you stop responding all on your own. So every time something happens, every time someone says something, just ask yourself if it really is something that you need to respond to and ask yourself if this is going to bother you or matter to you a day from now. I always ask myself if I'm going to regret reacting to something a week later and if my answer is yes i just don't react and that always works for me whenever i'm about to react to something i ask myself am i going to regret saying these things to them am i going to regret reacting so much in the spur of a moment and if my answer is yes i just stop i just ignore what they're saying i maybe leave the room but i never react back and when you constantly remind yourself of that it just turns into a secondhand reaction to the situation and that's how i achieved my goals for emotional intelligence in the past year my final tip for this week's episode is to get a tracker and by a tracker i mean a journal you could start down by getting a journal and there's certain journals that you can get with the exact days of the week and different months and then goals you can set for the year and it's just easier to plan out your days and so your weeks and also your year it just makes your job of planning down your goals for for the days and weeks and months way easier something that i did last year was create a doc and i wrote down where i saw myself in a year where i was the previous year what didn't work out for me the previous year and how to change those things in the coming year um i am dropping my own version of the doc for 2023 on my instagram before new year's so make sure you follow my instagram i also wrote down different months of the year and what books i read in those months and different habits that i brought into every single month and a mini message to myself every time i fell back and that brings us to the end of this week's episode i hope you guys liked it and do let me know what you think about it and i will see you guys next sunday